Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. is Sandra Hancock and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Now the title of this message is Focus and Move Forward. As we're filming we are starting a brand new year and I think we can all say that 2020 is a year that went down in history book and we can all say that was the year that was clear vision and perfect vision and if we were honest with ourselves we could say we got the vision. We saw all the problems that was taking place in the world. The Lord revealed to us problems in our lives and things that we needed to do to put him number one. And we started this year with confusion also. But I felt like the Lord was telling me at prayer meeting a couple of weeks ago, it's time to focus on me leave the past in the past, and move forward. And I believe we're going to have a great revival of faith, a faith explosion where many miracle signs and wonders are going to take place. But for us to get to that level, we've got to let our faith arise because many of you, your faith has been rattled. But by the end of this show, hey, we're going to believe for miracles. Be blessed by this message. So the title of this message is Focus and Move forward. Let me say that one more time. Focus and move forward. You know, I think we can look back at last year and say 2020 was a year that will go down in history. Can y'all agree to that? I mean, we all go back and I think 21 has really started with a bang too, hasn't it? But if we really look at last year and we look at how the year started when it the Lord told us, you know, it was a year of perfect vision. And we got the vision, didn't we? Our eyes was open to things in the world. But I think if we were honest, our eyes was open to us and some things that we were dealing with in our lives to say, Lord, hey, I've got some issues. But I felt like the Lord was saying, I know at prayer meeting, I know we met, we meet every Monday night for prayer. But I felt like the Lord was saying, focus focus and move forward. Focus on me. See, I think last year was a year of perfect vision, but it was also a year of perfect division. Because all what we saw, we saw families being divided. We saw friendships being divided. We saw churches being divided because of opposing views of a pandemic, of the election and everything that's taken place. We're arguing among each other, but I felt like the Lord was saying, it's time for you to focus on me, put the past in the past. As we come together in unity and one mind and one accord, I believe this is the greatest year ever for revival, but we got to get focused on him. We got to quit being focused on everything else and distracted by what's taking place in the world. So we're going to have a faith explosion. 
Because I think we can all say our faith has been rattled. There's a spirit of heaviness in the land. Christians have lost our joy. We've replaced our joy with fighting and bickering and arguing and debating, which is not of God. Confusion is not of God. But I believe this year, he's going to get our faith back. And as we come together in unity and love and peace, we're going to have a mighty outpouring of his spirit. So what I'm going to do today is we're going to talk about some different kind of faith. If y'all were honest, can you say your faith's been rattled just a little bit? Can you honestly say I've been just a little bit upset and angry and want to fight, debate? (laughs) I think we can all say that because we're all on edge right now. But we're going to talk about different kinds of faith and how our faith is going to grow and how we're going to have this radical faith that's going to produce miracle signs and wonders. Do y'all believe Jesus is still on the throne? Is he the same yesterday and today and forever? Well, it's time for the church to believe what we preach. It's time for us to believe what the Word says. So let's get started in the Word. I am ready to get this year going. As we're filming this show, this is our uh, New Year's. We're starting a new year. And um, this is going to be kind of a New Year message, but it's going to be a message that if you're watching this five years from now, it will be applicable to you. All right, Isaiah 43, 18 through 20. Do not remember the former things. Nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Y'all say a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, anoint me to teach this word. Anoint every heart to receive in the mighty name of Jesus. Are y'all ready? Do y'all like new things? Oh, I do too. I don't like old things. I want new things. And I believe the Lord wants to do a new thing. And he's ready to do something new in the land because we are in the wilderness right now. And in this particular scripture, it was talking about the Exodus when the Israelites were in bondage in Egypt. But he said, if you'll forget all that, I'm going to do some greater miracles. And I believe that's what he's speaking to us. The Lord is ready to do a new thing, but we got to forget all that. We got to quit talking about all that. We got to keep moving forward and quit looking back at the past because right now we are in a spiritual wilderness. But if we will unify and we will come together, I believe he is pouring out his spirit in the last days and he's going to bring water and he's going to quench our thirst and we're going to thirst after him. But it comes with forgetting all that. All the mistakes we had. Everything that we went through last year. Yes, let's learn from it, but quit talking about it. Because it's like a a, a sore when you get a scab. You keep picking it, it's it's never going to heal. And that's the way it is with us. We try to get past something. But then all of a sudden, the pain comes back or somebody will bring that pain forth. But it's time to move on. The Lord can't do a new thing if we're always looking back. So he's ready to do a new thing in all of our lives as we focus on him and we move forward. For him to do that new thing, we got to repent. 
We're living in a body, the body of Christ needs to repent. Me included, and I've been on my knees because we got to quit pointing fingers at everybody else and point fingers at ourselves and say, Lord, let me purify my heart. Let me purify my mind. Lord, I want to be a willing vessel that can be used by you. So we got to have true repentance in the body of Christ. So here we go. We're going to talk about different kinds of faith. And for us to get this new thing and have this radical faith that's going to bring a radical revival, let's talk about different kind of faiths. Now, these are faiths that I gave the, the name for to make it easy because I'm a simple teacher because that's the way I am, simple Sandra teacher. Because I think the people need to know what the Word says and have it spoken in a way that they understand it. Amen? All righty. I'm going to talk now about faint faith. Let's go to Mark 9, 20 through 26. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he's thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried and convulsed him greatly and came out of him. Now, this is after Jesus had been on top of the Mount of Transfiguration. He'd been in the glory cloud with the Lord. And he had come down to the bottom of the mountain. And what did he find? Confusion. Isn't that the way it is in our lives sometimes? We're on this Holy Ghost high and it seems like everything's going by. And then we come down the mountain. But when he came to the bottom of the mountain, the people were arguing. They were arguing among themselves. And the father said, these disciples could not cast this demon out of my son. And of course, Jesus said, well, all things are possible to those who believe. But he said, Jesus, help my unbelief. So what Jesus do? He cast the demon out of that boy, and he was set free. And I think there's so much that we can learn, because Jesus told the disciples, the reason you could not cast that demon out is because some things come with prayer and fasting. And I think right now we're living in a time that we need to be praying and fasting like never before. And we need to be fasting wrong thinking, too, which is sometimes harder than fasting food, isn't it? <laughs> but see, the main problem with these disciples is they were arguing among each other. They were angry. They were in the flesh. So therefore, they could not cast the demon out of this child. And we're living in a time now that there are so much anger and so much bitterness in the world. Anger, bitterness, division, fighting, debating, and that is not of God. 
See, anger will kill you physically or spiritually. If you think about Joseph, he was thrown in the pit by his brothers who were mad enough to kill him. Why? Because of hate and bitterness. And we're living in a time now, yeah, we need to have a, a fighting anger, but see, people interpret fighting differently. We in the body of Christ say we fight because we put on the armor of God and we get on our knees and we do what we're supposed to do. But there's people that will literally say, I'm going to pick up a gun and blow you away. So we've got to, we've got to, as Christians, we don't belong to this world. We're not of this world. But I, it breaks my heart to see how Christians are fighting among it. Somebody's got to say it, okay? We're fighting among each other. We got to tell everybody a piece of our mind. We got to let everybody know. We argue about things that we don't even know what we're talking about ourselves, but we, yet we got to prove a point. And all it's doing is bringing confusion to the body of Christ. And what it will do, it will destroy the anointing of God on your life. So sometimes you got to choose your battles. And I have failed miserably, haven't y'all? But we can't waste our time arguing with each other because what's going to bring revival is going to be unity. We're never going to agree about everything. But if we can agree about Jesus and that we believe in Jesus and we believe that people are lost and we believe that people are going to hell and we can have compassion for people, I believe we can change this world for Jesus. But as long as we are calling each other names and, and arguing and fussing, when two or three are gathered in his name, he's in the midst. There's a power in unity. And that's why the devil is having a heyday now. Because he's sitting back and laughing at us and thinking, I'm not having to do a thing. Look, they hate each other. They're fighting among each other. I'm spitting, splitting families and marriages up and churches up. Confusion is not of God. No matter how we try to justify it, it's not of God. So there's something about when we can come together and we can pray, agree. And that's what we've been saying during this pandemic. Two or three are gathered, but no more than 10, right? <laughs> but it doesn't matter. He's wherever we go. And I believe we're going to have more home churches. I believe we're going to have more time together. But I believe the church is going to grow. I really believe it if we'll focus on him. But we have to pray and agree. Now, we're all, many of us are from the spirit-filled movement, and we believe in praying loud, and we need to do that. Warfare, we need to do that, and there's time for that. But when we are praying and agreeing, somebody's got to lead. Now, this, for example, and you may never heard any teaching on this. Some of you by TV may don't have a clue what I'm talking about. But uh, say, for example, if you've got somebody that needs prayer, they need healing of cancer. Well, for that person to pray and agree with you, they got to understand what you're saying. And if I'm praying one thing and you're praying something else and this one's praying binding and loosening and this one's rebuking and casting out and this one's doing this, it can bring confusion to that person that's trying to receive the healing. Does that make sense? So we got to pray and we got to agree. That's why people on our ministry team I, my prayer is no more powerful than anybody else's, but I do know I flow in the gift of healing. 
So when I'm praying, I don't like loud music. See, some people like the louder the better when you're praying. Any of you that's ever worked with it, you know, I don't like loud music because I got to focus on what Jesus and having faith. Are y'all like that? Any of you that's in ministry, you just, you got to focus on what you're praying. And if everybody else is saying something different, but there's power in unity. When we come together and we're praying for our country and we're praying, somebody leads and we all agree. Well, anyway, that's extra information for you if you need that or not. But anyway, there is power and agreement. And we got to quit coming. We got to come together in unity and love and peace and stop the arguing and the debating. I found out last year I've never seen so many experts in my life. Have y'all? Experts. This one's an expert. That one's an expert. And I can tell you I'm not. And I'm not going to fight about it because I don't know. All right, let's talk about the next kind of faith. All right, we're going to get into the faulty faith. You know, and, and one thing else, I'm going back to this, this, uh, this father. You know, he was honest enough with Jesus to say, help my unbelief. And Jesus said, all things are possible to those who believe. What does all mean? That's not a deep question. All means all. <laughs> all things are possible to those who believe. But then he was honest enough to say, Lord, help my unbelief. And I think so many times we need to be honest with the Lord. Lord, everything that I see that's taking place in this world, I don't understand. I don't understand why things are taking place. I pray this, this is happening. But one thing, we can get honest with the Lord and say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Have you ever got to that point in your life? You can just say, Lord, I don't understand, but help my unbelief. My faith has been rattled. It's okay. He knows that. And just like this, this little boy had no faith. And his daddy didn't have much faith, but he had some and when you're going through the storms of life, you better have some faith-filled friends that will be praying and believing for you because sometimes when you are going through that storm, it's hard to have faith. You can act like you're Mr. Super Christian or Miss Super Christian all day long, but when you're so sick, you can't hold your head up. It's hard to have faith. So Lord, help our unbelief. All right, now we're going to go to faulty faith, which is a little bit better. Say, so praise God for that. <laughs> Mark 1, 40 through 44. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once. And he said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. This leper, he knew Jesus was the healer but he was considered the outcast. But he didn't think he was worthy to be healed. And as I, of course, Jesus took compassion on him and he said, I am willing, but go show yourself to the priest. 
See, leprosy was a very deadly disease back then. It was not uncommon to have your ears eaten off, fingers eaten off. You were an outcast, considered a nobody. Nobody wanted to be around you. And for you to be deemed clean, you had to go show yourself to the priest to deem you clean. So Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, and he was healed that day. As I was thinking about the leper and what we went through last year and we're still going through this year with the COVID, I thought, you know, that is such an example of all the pain that people are experiencing. I said it's almost like playing dodgeball. Anybody trying to have a ministry or a business or just a family gathering, you know, family can't come because this one's been exposed or this one's got COVID and we've all been there. But it's almost like that pain of isolation that people have felt. But I really believe if the body of Christ, and this is just me speaking, I believe if we would come together and not get distracted on everything else, COVID would have to bow to the name of Jesus. I believe it. But as long as we're arguing and we're talking about this and we're talking about that, we're not being focused together. But you know, if you notice Jesus, Jesus had compassion. He had compassion. And see, we're living in a time now, there are people, some of you are watching this show, you've had COVID or you've had relatives that died with COVID. And it just makes you so upset when people will say things like, I don't believe in COVID. I don't think COVID is real. Well, honey, if you've had it or you've had somebody in your family to have it, you might be a believer yourself. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's causing it. But I do know one thing. It's killing people. And I know one thing. God is still the healer. He's still on the throne. And if we in the body of Christ can come together and command it to leave and take authority over it. It's got to go in the name of Jesus. But we got to have compassion on people and love for people. In the body of Christ. Yes, the Lord's been dealing with me with compassion. When I have people calling our prayer line and they are crying because they have family members. I had an elderly lady to call me the other night and I couldn't even tell what she was All I could hear is that she had a family member in the ICU, and she was bawling. I mean, she was crying. I had calls this morning with people crying. This world is scared. This world is depressed and discouraged. They need our love and compassion. Let's forget ourselves for a while and, and put our heart on the lost and hurting people. So, Jesus healed this leper. And see, some of you that are watching, maybe you feel the same way, that you feel like an outcast. And you know Jesus is the healer, but you don't feel worthy because of the mistakes that you've made. But I can tell you, Jesus Christ loves you just the way you are. And that's when I'm telling you today to walk toward Jesus. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the healer. He is the miracle worker. He is the way maker. No matter what's taking place in the world, Jesus is on the throne. And every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So walk toward him. Keep speaking those faith-filled words.
You walk by faith and not by sight, but you keep walking. Our ministry is to spread the hope of Jesus to this hurting world through the media. Television is very expensive, but so worth it. By partnering with us, you can touch people's lives all over, and this world needs Jesus. If you would consider partnering with us, you can make a donation through our website, sandrahancott.org, or through the address that's on the screen, or you can even call us at 1-800-579-7350. I want to thank you in advance for being a blessing. I pray this message blessed you, and you have learned Forget the arguing. It's not worth it. We need to come together in the body of Christ in unity and have compassion for lost people, have compassion for hurting people, and just know that when we're in one mind and one accord and we keep our eyes focused on Jesus and we repent for sins, we repent for distractions, and when we've all gotten our eyes off of Jesus, that we're going to see a mighty move of God. And God wants to use you also. But as long as we're arguing among each other, what good is it doing? Nothing. <laughs> so the cause is greater, and that's to have revival and win lost people to Jesus. And if you're watching this program and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, this message is for you. And if the Holy Spirit is drawing you in, I want to lead you to Jesus. What a great way to start this year. And just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross just for me and you rose again on the third day. Come into my heart and come into my life. And from this day forth, I'm going to live for you. If you prayed that prayer, congratulations. Let us know about it. I love to get letters. I love to get praise reports to see what God is doing in your life. And I believe we're going to have more of those this year as the Holy Spirit is poured out greater than ever before. But if you're watching this program and you can say, my faith has been rattled. Maybe you've lost family members to COVID. Maybe you've got COVID. Maybe you've got a sickness. Maybe you've lost your job. And you just don't have the faith right now. Well, we do have a 1-800 number, a prayer line, and we would be glad to pray with you. Now, if we don't pick up right away, leave a message. We'll call you back because it's very busy right now. But we want you to know that Jesus still is on the throne, and He is a supernatural, miracle-working God of now. Now, I can't go off the air without thanking our partners. Oh boy, we love and appreciate you. And God has just been so good to us, even in a time of famine. He's blessed this ministry and it's all because of you. And if you have never sent an offering or, or we'd like to ask you to pray about partnering with us because we want to reach more people for Jesus. If this show is feeding you and you're being blessed, Hey, any amount would be a help right now. Now, next week, we're going to have part two of this message. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. 
you've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk.